Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. All right, so today I guess it's going to be, it's not even really part three. We're not even talking about um, quote, but um, it's a, a, a quote or a list. I guess. I'll explain it since I sent it. Well, since you sent it, you can explain it. Um, so <laughs> uh, I was on Instagram and I randomly found, it just came up on my feed. Instagram and random. That's never a good story. Yeah, whatever. Um, it speaks. Uh, it's a testament to the quality of my feed, I guess. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you were going to say the quality of your father, but I guess mm-hmm. I could be wrong sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time. But uh, so, yes, the, it's a post and it said rules to teach your son. Rules to teach your son. And so it was a list of 32 things. If it ain't too late. I read like two of them. I didn't read a whole ton. And so he wanted to discuss a whole list based on two of them. Yeah. So I figured we'd just go through it, see what we agree with, see what we don't agree with, and just rock with it. I swear I've seen this. I mean, I've seen this list before, but I ain't, I'm not sure. I know we talked about, like, our very, like, our second and third episode, we did a list of things that a father should teach his son. You remember that? Um, well, yes, we, we've done... Something similar. Something right, somewhat similar. Yeah, but not a, not a complete list. And then guess it what? It seems y'all... like it might be from a different angle than that one was. All right, and plus if y'all missed our first broadcast, y'all ain't here no way. So guess what? Yeah, we about to bring it to you. Well, Time I'm gonna to tell you, it back. it's gonna be fitting. Um, I I'm I'm gonna go a little more into detail before we hit this list. Um, because T is this is our our final. Oh, uh, well, I guess. Um, yeah, our final podcast with dot me. dot dot. I know y'all hate dot, dot, dots, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is our final podcast in this format. Right. Um, I'm moving out this week. Yeah, T's moving out this week to get out date part two, part uh, two, part two, part two. That was supposed to be for effect because we should have some hand clapping and snare rolling. But anyway, so yeah, um, we'll T's, see about that one. T's about to um, fly the coop again. And um, we're going to change the format of our podcast. Still, Still same, you know. But it's going to be partially virtual because he's not going to be here. So this, It shouldn't seem any different in nah, the way that it's posted, but nah, it will be recorded in a different fashion. Yeah, it'll be recorded in a different fashion. The only reason I'm bringing that to light, not that you're going to notice a difference in the quality, but because, I mean, it's a list of things that a father should teach his son. And, again, this is almost like a crash course or cramming for a test when I know he's about to head out the door in a few days and I want to make sure I get every little bit of knowledge or every little bit of, of influence that I have left crammed into these last few days. And so mm-hmm. this is kind of fitting sure. for this podcast. So, all right, with, without further ado, as if there had been some ado already. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you want me to go? Go ahead, roll with it. All right, so I haven't really looked at the list. So we, go, we, we all can find out the quality of this list together. We are. I, I glanced at it a little bit. We'll see. So number one, rules to teach your son. Rule number one, never shake a man's hand sitting down. Um, It's kind of a throwback rule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm going to add to it. You're going to add some yeah, first caveats all, to it? I'm going to add, well, no, no caveats. I think it's all, all good. Um, It's all good. Um, Never shake a man's hand sitting down. I'll say what I think. All right, go ahead. Um, I think... I think it's interesting because I feel like it's almost, well, maybe it's cultural. Is this something, I'm sure this is something that you grew up hearing. Go ahead. 
Well, I'm saying uh-huh. this. Rule never shake a man. No, I, no, actually, I never did. I mean, it, because it, it seems like something that's more in practice. Like you see it. Uh, it's almost like a respect thing and also a man to man thing. But it's not necessarily like a manners thing. So no, I, I take that back. It is a manners thing. I, you think so, so I do, I do. And I, and the reason why I haven't, I, I mean, it, I didn't hear it like this. It's almost. I'm, I'm gonna give you an aside. So I was I was with my parents um, last week, and one of the shows they like is Green Acres. I think it's called. I think it's Green Acres. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's the the guy was this 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 guy from from New York. Um, well-to-do guy from New York that moved out to this um, country, and it moved in the country. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the specifics about it, but it was interesting because the episode that they were watching, he had gone to visit one of the neighbors, mm-hmm. and he was sit. The neighbor asked him to sit down, and he sat down. And the neighbor's wife walked in, and he stood up. Right. And he and the neighbor, the neighbor looked at him and said, "Why just stand up, sit down?" He said, "Well, your wife came in the room." And so then the wife was getting on the, the husband, saying, "See, that's how a gentleman is supposed to act." Right. Right. And so. And the man said, sit, sit down. And he sat down and the wife got ready to leave and he stood up. Uh-huh. And so it's like growing up, that's one of the things that we were taught. It was like that whole respect thing. And so my thing is, is you'd never get to a point of shaking a man's hand sitting down because if somebody comes in your vicinity that you're addressing, you'd automatically stand up, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. And never so never heard that one. You never heard that one before. No. But you've always been taught to stand when you greet somebody. So what I'll say is, I don't know if you've ever explicitly told me to stand when I greet somebody. I know you, like, when I was saying you corrected me on it a few times, mm-hmm. but I know most of my experience with it is just from seeing you do it. being it, modeled, yeah. Right, or yeah. Uh, my grandfather do it. I don't see that as much up here, up north. Um, but then again, it, it it depends on the type of social situation that it is as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but as a gentleman, they definitely don't do it as a part of my generation necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it'll happen, but a lot of, I would say the majority of the time it doesn't, but at the same time, yeah, I say the majority of the time it doesn't, but it's something that I've seen. Um, so at least when I'm talking to an older man, mm-hmm. Or an older man into the room and greets me and stuff like that, I'll stand up yeah. and shake his hand. But yeah. if it's somebody my age, we don't necessarily do that. But y'all ain't gonna shake hands either. Right. Y'all we make just, we dap, just dap up, up or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even if you dapping somebody up, like think about it. If you I guess it depends on right, it just depends on the type of social interaction. Yeah, because like a dap up is like the same way as shaking hands for us, but it's a more casual kind of interaction. Cause it's it's funny because I mean COVID COVID changes a little bit. Right. But like even if I dap somebody up. Almost stand up, dap up, pull him into the chest, dap up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, right, and we don't necessarily do that. Like someone come in, I'll be like, "Oh, what's up, man?" Like dap him up on sitting down. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I I can see that. But again, if it rises to the point where you're shaking their hand, stand. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. If you rise, I, I can to- agree with that. Okay, all right. Uh, the second one: don't enter a pool by the stairs. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, tell me how you feel about it. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Um, um I'm, I'm not a huge pool person either. Though, I've so. seen the list before, but if you're going to get in the pool, jump in, bro. You've seen this list before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you've seen it before. Yeah. I've seen this list before, man. But if you're going to get in the pool, bro, jump in. 
Interesting. Like, I bet not see you turn around and talk about something walking down, walking down the steps in the pool. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Why not? I mean, because first of all, you're going to find the step when you find the stairs at, it's going to be pretty much in the deep end. You know Isn't what I'm saying? This, the steps used by the um, shop. No, no, I don't think they're talking about the. You mean like the rails on the, the side? The rails, yeah, oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't necessarily well, think man, there's something I mean, wrong with it, I but know. I mean, maybe they do mean don't enter a pool by the stairs on the on the shallow end. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it really matters. No, jump I, in, bro. I think just naturally, jump I would in. just jump in. Just jump in. But I don't think that really. Nah, yeah, yeah, it, it might, that might be a weak one. That might be. That might be a weak. Yeah. That might be a weak one. But um, yeah, man, I better not see. I better not see you turn around and put your hands on the on the on the stairs and walk down the steps <laughs> on the side. Nah, bro. Nah, mm. nah. Jump in the pool, man. As a matter of fact, hold. On, let me take it a step further. As a man. I say you better jump in the pool and then swim down, because we—I mean—it's something about that that cold water in our body, like mm-hmm. you know. Because if, if if you try to inch in the pool, you're gonna inch in the pool. I can see that. Yeah. So if you jump in, you manhandling it. You just doing it. You know what I'm saying? You say so, I just jump in because when I was a kid, I used to do that. I used to jump in the pool and just go underwater because it would be cold, right. and then just deal with it. Right. Then you're used to it. There you go. That's why I was going. That's why I was going. Yeah. That's how it's going. All right, cool. I, don't know. Cool. I think it's something that works. I don't necessarily think it's something that's necessary, but I think that works. Uh, number three, the man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. Screw that, man. That's interesting. <laughs> that's, nah, that's man. Interesting. Nah, 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 nah. I, I, yeah. You can go scratch that one off the list. He's the guy at the grill. Yeah, he's the guy at the grill. That's all he is. Uh, all right, number four, in a negotiation, never make the first offer. Oh, yeah, I like that. I I agree with that one. Okay, yeah, and and don't just, put your cards on the table too soon. Don't put your cards on the table. I, I I got I got one that's a better one for you. The first person that talk loses, and I and I talk about this sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, everything I learned in life I learned from selling cars, and one of the things, one of the biggest negotiating factors that I learned in selling cars was the first person that talk loses. Yeah, because you don't have the ability to address the situation the same way if you don't have the full context. Well, no, it ain't even that. It's what not. It's psychological. It it's psychological warfare. Like, the person who gets the most uncomfortable is the person who's going to talk. It, it's almost like playing chicken. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? The person that flinched lost the, lost the battle. I don't necessarily see it that way. But mm-hmm. I can see how it works in that way. For me, I like to speak second because I like to have the information and the other person's point of view. before I, So I can address not only the situation, but their take on the situation. In a negotiation. Well... I guess we was talking about negotiation. Yes, in a negotiation. Uh, in a negotiation, I mean, the I, other I still thing feel is, the same. I like having the, more information. The other thing is, like, what's your budget and they're, things they're, of that nature. They'll give you something to rebut. Right. Yeah. Okay. I give you that. Um, but I could see the whole chicken thing, just like the whole, uh, which is something else I think you learn from the dealership. But you slide the contract. Yeah. Them. Yep. Yep. Slide the contract for them and see if the eyes follow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just, just different, different psychological things. And it's not even about control, but it's about influence, situational awareness. Mm. Like, if you're talking to somebody, like, say, for you got a contract. I think it's about influence. No. I think it takes, I think the understanding of the cues is where the situational awareness comes in. But you can be aware of it and not understand the impact of it. What does that mean? So, like, uh, <laughs> It's funny because this is real. Uh, so far, we're trending on a real macho man type of thing. Yeah, because what a man tell his son. I mean, not every man's a macho man. 
Um, but the list wasn't made. Hey, man. Right, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess they do this everywhere. But I always knew, especially in the DMV, like if you make eye contact with someone, you don't break eye contact with them. I can see that. And so with that, it's like the person that looks away and is uncomfortable just lost in that small interaction. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So on that same token, like the whole, the first person that feels uncomfortable enough to the point that they have to speak. Okay, so that wasn't the part I was talking about. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. I was at the slide in the contract part. What, and what are you talking about? So on the slide of contract, it's not about, it's like, so it's about, are they engaged enough in this process to pay attention to the contract coming? Mm-hmm. Or if you slide a contract and they just sitting there looking at you, there's nothing that you can say that's really going to change their mind because mm-hmm. they've already tuned you out. And so that's what I meant about situational awareness. Well, yes. I, I agree with what you're saying. I still feel like the situational awareness comes as a part of understanding those certain kinds of cues because it is, I feel like it is about influence. Like they talk about when you're talking to someone, when you want them to look at you, you look at them. When you want them to look at what you're looking at, you look at that thing. Like if you want them to look at the contract, you look at the contract or things of that nature. Okay. So from that perspective, I can see what you mean by influence. So just different things of having influence on the way that the, um, and I don't think that's more control than influence, but I get it. Well, yeah, I would say it is more controlled influence, but it's influencing no, the I, actions of right, the Right, right, but influence from a control perspective. Right. I wasn't thinking about, when you said influence, I wasn't thinking about it from a control perspective. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about influence in like a persuading perspective. You know what I'm saying? More okay. like, um, I would want to influence you to be a good person. Okay, I see You see what, what I'm saying? saying? And so I was I'm like, like more on the side of control like ushering the way <laughs> the engagement goes. Look, man, you can, talk, you can make it sweet as you want to make it sweet. You talk about control, but that's cool. I mean, yeah, I said I was talking about yeah. control. I was just, control is a very overarching word. All right, all right. Uh, where are we at now? Five, request the late checkout. Um, I feel like that's, that's a small one, but that's something nice to know that you can't request the late checkout. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's big. But why do you think it's big? I think it's big because it's um, preparing for any situation. All right? Um, uh, like, say, for instance... You may not need it. It's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Well, this is why I said it was small because it's not necessarily like a universal truth or mentality thing. It's more of like a piece of information to have. Well, that's all this is. I mean, some of them are a little different. Yeah, no. Okay, okay. But, all right. Uh, request the late checkout. Number six. When entrusted with the secret, keep it. Uh, see, that one feels deeper to me than request a late checkout. That's a look on your face. I mean, I... Because some of these are character things and some of these are information. But see, I don't take... I don't, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see request a late check. Okay, if you look at requesting a late checkout just for the sake of requesting a late checkout, checkout mm-hmm. yeah, you sure. It, 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 it's, it's, it's nothing bigger than that. But what I'm saying is if you prepare for every situation, if you look, if you're looking at it as preparing for every situation, hey, everybody's gonna be checking out at checkout time. If you get a late checkout, you don't have to rush. I, you know, just like if you using preparing, I mean, um, getting a late checkout as a strategy, mm-hmm. it's deeper than just saying, hey, oh, I could check out later. Let me check out later. No, you make it a part of your strategy, and that's that's where that. I was going. As a part of time management, right, like right, right, right. 
right. I can see that. I mean, I even have times, like, I request a late checkout because I have an early morning meeting. Mm-hmm. And I can go to my early morning meeting dressed up, got a late checkout so I can get back to the hotel, change, you know, change clothes, get comfortable, whatever else, and then go on to the airport or go on with the rest of my day or whatever, not being dressed up. But if I have checkout with everybody else, my meeting is over. I'm already checked out from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Now I got to travel for the rest of the day in, in, in meeting clothes. So All right. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, number six, when entrusted with the secret, keep it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, that's what I, that goes without saying. It's interesting though. I, I, which go ahead. You would think so, but not necessarily. Yeah. I, I was going to say, so one of the things that I, I realized is that everybody that's my best friend ain't your best friend. Wait, no, no. Everybody who's my best friend, I'm not their best friend. I'll right. put it like that. And so I can feel like somebody's my best friend and I share a secret with them because they're my best friend, mm-hmm. but they don't regard me the same. So the secret that I share with them doesn't have the same weight that mm-hmm. I would want it to have. Right. And that's that that that's where it becomes problematic. The other thing I can remember my very 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 first day in college or in, at college at the dorm, I had to get dropped off at the dorm the day before everybody else showed up. And this guy came to my room and this is what he said: If you have a secret that you want to keep, say it to yourself in the mirror and don't say it too loud because the wall has ears. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and that's the thing. And so if you share something with somebody, there's always a chance that they're gonna share it with somebody else. And right. so, um, as a man, I would tell you. Um, for my son, yes, when somebody trusts you with a secret, keep it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that's a integrity thing. Like when somebody entrusts you with something, it's almost like you are you're kind of giving your nonverbal word, mm-hmm. as in you can trust me and I hold this for you. Um, uh, I think it's a respect thing. Uh huh. As far as a character. Okay. But uh, I think that's But then also on the same token, watch who you share information with. So let me give you an example. So for me, right? And it's not that I go around sharing people's secrets. And for the most part, I'll say for the most part, because I don't ever want to say I did something some zero. Um, like, if, 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 if somebody tells me something that's a secret and then my spouse comes up and it's relevant to my spouse, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, I take that back. You're right, man. Let's just keep it secret. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, there's there's levels to it. I feel like if somebody tells you not to tell anybody, don't tell anybody. Yeah, I feel you're like right. Very point you're right. blank. You're right. You're right. That is point blank. That is point blank. I mean, I can't, if it's just information, I can't even make up a. Uh, I can't. I, 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 yeah, I can't even make up a reason why you would share somebody's secret. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number seven. Hold your heroes to a higher standard. I agree with that. Oh, me too. That's why I tell you about your boy. I don't know what that means. Yes, you do. The one you was talking about earlier today. Hold your heroes to a higher standard. Yeah, your MVP. Your greatest. You remember the conversation, the comment you made downstairs this morning, and you was like, man, somebody showed me this dude doing this. And I was like, yeah, that's why I always told you about him. Don't make me call no. the dude name, man. Somebody showed me this dude doing this. The Flop King. Oh, you, you can call his name. That even my person. I, I'm just saying. That's why I said hold your, hold your heroes to a high standard. LeBron sucks. <laughs> right, you can say his name. I ain't want to call him out, man. I ain't no. want to call him out. Okay. But yeah, man. I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. So if somebody wants to be accepted, uh, if somebody wants to be, if somebody wants to accept being put on a pedestal, they have to be willing to accept the criticism that comes with being put on a pedestal. That's just the way it is. I agree. I I agree. Okay. I I agree. 
to you sure? the caveat. Okay, give me the caveat. Um, when you're put on on a pedestal, if if you choose to be put on a pedestal, I think 100 percent you have to be willing to accept all criticism. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to care about all criticism. I understand. I'm not caring about it. But yeah. Yeah, I didn't say nobody care about it. I just wanted to. to oh yeah, get man. That I mean, she, I mean, because you know, I mean, people gonna pay, take 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 pot shots at you because they want to take pot shots people at always you. Yeah, but uh, I feel like uh, it's easy for this whole um, when you revere someone, have respect for someone, or people are put in front of us as like this image of something, this image of greatness, or this image like of perfection or these different models of people, I feel like it's easy to look at them almost as if they're not human. Yeah, but no, don't let them at slide. At the end of the day, everybody's human. Don't let them slide. Hold them, um, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. I mean, honestly, as different as we all are, I feel like it's more different than levels to being a Agree, agree, agree. So, but I just say hold, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Yeah. Hold me accountable, son. I know I'm your hero. Hold me accountable. Sure, whatever. <laughs> Uh, number eight, return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Man, let me tell you something. So I could tell you something, right? I felt so bad for you the other day, but I so appreciated you when you brought my car back on full. I swear, man, because like, and it's- That was expensive. I know, man. I know. I felt bad for you, man. I got a big gas tank. Mm -hmm. I got a big gas tank. And it's not that I even expected it from you. You know what I'm saying? But that's just, that's, that's, that's a mark of gratitude. I when I drive my parents' car, man, I always try to fill a, fill their car with gas. It's a mark of gratitude. So yeah, I saw a video earlier today. A guy was asking another guy, "At what point do you fill up your gas tank?" And one guy was saying a quarter tank. Another guy was like, "Oh, below E." Dang. Okay. He's just talking about the different kinds of people as far as that. And then somebody in the comments was like, "I'm sure all of my people that um have cars that only take premium gas." Uh, understand filling up at half a tank because you don't want to <laughs> see the full bill of, of yes, an sir. empty tank. Yes, sir. I mean, and for some reason, it's, uh, growing up, they would always say once your car gets below E, it burns gas fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's some merit to that or not, but. Might be true. Yeah. I feel like for me, I try to do it closer to around a quarter of a tank. Yeah. Not half a tank, but you never know when, like, you never know what happens. I think I try a quarter of a tank too, man, but you know, yeah. Sometimes it's different, but I don't, I feel like at the end of the day, it costs the same amount of money, and so why not do it now versus later? I don't know, man. If you look at time value money and the way gas prices change. Well, gas prices do change, but what I'm saying is filling up at half a tank costs the price of filling half your tank. Right. Filling up with a quarter of a tank less costs the price of filling up with quarter a, a tank left it's not that i'm paying more now because i didn't let it run out and so i'd rather um not put myself in a disadvantageous position because now i'm forced to get gas at a certain time that's how i do it uh but yes fill other people's cars with gas and they let you use their car uh number nine play with passion or don't play at all play with passion yeah man don't play with- yes yes Yes, I agree. Yes, it's funny. Um, I was I was trying to find um Zig Ziglar, who who I mean I I admired a lot. Um, he used to talk about it's it's, it's a, a poem he says mother taught him, and it was something about if you give yourself two a thing, 
And it's like, if you attempt to do a thing, you must do it all. You know what I'm saying? Go all in. Um, and I think that that's a, a thing that, yes, son, I want you to know. If you're going to attempt it, give it all. I mean, if you fail, fail hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't, 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 don't make failure not trying. Make failure a learning experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you, you can't you, learn from not having tried hard enough. There you go. You can't learn from not having tried enough. That, 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 that's a bar. That's a bar. So, yeah. If, if you're going to give yourself to a thing, man, do, 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 do it full out. Do it full out. And if you're not sold out about it, don't agree to it. Don't agree to it. Because only agree to do things that you're willing to give your all to. No, that's my mantra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be on the list. That's something that I learned. Um, that I've really learned more so throughout last year. Okay. Dealing with, like, only say yes if you really mean yes. If you really mean it, man. I'm telling Don't you. do something that you regret for the sake of doing Cause, it. Because at the end of the day, honestly, you can't hold somebody accountable if you have a bad experience with it. I just saw something about that today. It was like, are you really upset with them? Are you upset that you didn't set the boundary for There you them? go. There you go. There you go. That's real. So when you find that, let me know. You ain't got to look for it now. But when you find mm-hmm. that, let me know. Because that's the way I feel about it. Because my thing is, that's why, that's why I don't have problems saying, saying no. Because my thing is, at the end of the day, if I say yes, I committed to it. And right. if I have a bad experience, I can't hold I you can't responsible. Blame you. And I'm gonna I'm wanna hold you responsible. And that's gonna make me beat myself up even more. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's why I don't have a problem saying. All right. So ten. When shaking hands, grip firmly and look them in the eye. hundred percent. Yep. hundred yep. percent. We talked about that earlier. I stand up, grip firmly, and well, look them in the eye. Yeah. I just um well, I got on my cousin. Was that yesterday? I guess it was the day before yesterday about that. Yeah, you know, dap yeah. me up. I said, bro, that's some weak dap. Don't give me no weak dap. Yep, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. That's just a sign of showing up, meeting of minds. Yep. It's not even just respect for the other person. That's respect for yourself. Assert yourself, young king. <laughs> um, Number 11, don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. I'm not being a bar. <laughs> Because at first glance, that didn't mean nothing. Right, 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 right. Like, I, don't let a wishbone. I knew grow it should mean something. I was trying should to, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you take that one? Um. <laughs> so tell you a joke. I ain't, I can't tell you the full joke, man. But I learned this joke when I was in college. This dude was talking about him and this dude riding on the, riding on the street, right? And uh, they riding on the street. They got pulled over by the cop. All right. And so the cop um said, "Let me get your license and your debt and, and your registration." And the guy said, um, why? And um, he said, because I stopped you. Let me see your license registration. Why? Because I stopped you. He said, the cop just hit it. Wham! Let me see your license registration. He gave him his license registration. So then the cop walked around to the other side of the car and told the dude in the passenger side to roll his window down. And the dude rolled his window down. The cop hit him. Wham! And the guy said, what you do that for? He said, because as soon as I walked away, you're going to say, I wish he had done it to me. Mm. I wish he would have done it to me. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Okay, thank you. There I you get go. The joke. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I know the joke makes sense. But I was like, wishbone and backbone. It's like, like, be, be, be all in on, on stuff. Don't, don't, don't wish stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't wish stuff. Like, don't be convicted. Be convicted enough. Be convicted enough to own it. Committed. 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 Be convicted enough to own it. Committed, and 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 don't wish like 
don't wish your move was going to go well. Mm-hmm. Man up and make your move go well. Put some grit. Put some grit to it. You know what I'm saying? Don't wish. And that's what we, I mean, a lot of times we find ourselves wishing for stuff when we really should just man up and get stuff done. Oh, man, I hope, I hope, you know. I just saw a quote um, about that, similar to that. I'm not going to be able to find it, but. That's right. Yeah. Put, put that, the proper effort into something. Don't yeah. just wish it. Don't wish it. Don't wish it. Put some backbone there. Make, 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 make it real. That, that's yeah. how I see that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number 12. If you need music on the beach, you're missing the point. Yeah. 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 I can yeah. I can see the point. It said it said need, don't want. It didn't say want. It said need. No, no. I, I, I feel you. I can see the point. But this is what I'll say to that. Um I mean there's a time and place for everything. And it's all about what you're trying to get out of it. It's missing the point. What's the point? Need, not want. So here's the deal. So if you, you can listen to music anywhere, uh-huh. right? If you're going to enjoy the beach, if you're going to the beach for the beach, say enjoy the wave. Well, that's what I was saying. Live in the moment. It's about what you're trying. Live in the moment. But, but I mean, and, and it's not saying you can't listen to... Um, no, can't. but this is what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. Because I wasn't even looking at it from that perspective. Like, back when I was in high school, mm-hmm. we used to have the football game. You remember right? that? Of go course ahead, I remember that. Yeah, good. The huge football game. Yeah, did you have huge football games? Uh-huh. What school? Uh, what bridge? Woodbridge, Patriot, Patriot used to have huge football games. All right, good. But the thing about the games were, especially back when we were in middle school, people didn't always, like, when we went to the games, we didn't necessarily watch the game. Mm-hmm. We would all go to the games and interact with the game. I don't understand that. I don't understand the correlation. between This is the correlation. So you can go to the beach to try to experience the nature of the beach, but you could also go to the beach that have with a different purpose in mind. I don't disagree with that. Which, that was the only thing I was going to say. Okay, but that's not what the quote's saying. What's the quote saying? Read it again. If you need music on the beach, you're missing the point. If you need music on the beach, then you're missing the point. So, um... You're saying if you can't be in silence at the beach? No, no, no. If you can't enjoy the beach for the beach's sake, you're missing the point of the beach, is what it's saying. It's not saying you can't go to a beach and have a beach party. That's not what it's saying at all. It's almost like this. You know how, um, I don't know, and I'm, I'm trying to think if you ever said this a lot, but you know how kids will say, I'm bored. You know what I'm saying? And it'll be like, and they're bored because they need some kind of outside stimulation. Right. That's what this is saying. This is saying get to a point in your life where you don't have to have outside stimulation, that you can enjoy the journey. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it's I not. I feel like that's getting harder. Um, because I'm saying as we go forward in time with newer generations, mm-hmm. I, I, because I, I, we start applying stimulation so early. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. I, 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 I can understand what you're saying. Um, but I can tell you there was a time that I, cause I mean, you know, I'm an extrovert and I have to have noise around me. Right. But I also can enjoy just sitting back in silence. Yeah, and, but you're older now. Right. But that's what I was telling you. That's where I was going. You said you think it's different now. And where I was going was, it's not different now. It's a, it's, it's, now well, it's different. Later it's going to be different again. Right, I can see that. I'm yeah. just saying as far as a younger person, that necessarily having appreciation for moments like that isn't instilled in the same way. Right, which is why the, which is why the father's age. telling the son that. The right. father's telling the son, bro, 
Stop having to be entertained. I just had this conversation with my like, niece uh, uh, last month, and um, she was talking about how her hometown, there ain't nothing to do in my hometown. I, y'all just moving, you know, y- y- people just move here to retire is what she said. People just move here to retire. And I'm like, um, no, I don't think that's the case. I think the problem is you're looking to be entertained. Right. Because if you could carry your own entertainment, if you could, if you could appreciate, you know, entertaining yourself or bringing bringing something to the table yourself, you'd see life differently. And I think that's the point that this is trying to make. Not that it, you know, not that you have to. I mean, not that you have to always entertain yourself. But if you get to a point where you can't entertain yourself, if you always got to be around somebody else, if you always got to be around noise, if you always got to be around um, exterior stimuli, you 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 are becoming a dependent on stuff. Mm-hmm. as opposed to being able to be a self-sustaining person. And that's, as a father to a son, that's what I would like for you to do. Now, I don't have that much problem with you because, I mean, you spend a lot of time by yourself anyway. But you still have, like, music and all this a stuff going on. A lot of people on, but... can't spend time without noise. And not as far as, like, hearing noise, but mm-hmm. without something going on. Because there's a um, lack of ability to sit with oneself. Yeah, right. You're absolutely right. Which is why our father would tell us. Which son I think this. is becoming prevalent. Which is why our father would tell his son this. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, you got to get to the point where you're able to sit down and just. I mean, cause, cause, like, which it's funny, um, because I was this was years ago at this point, but I was watching. Was it a video? I was either watching a video, reading an article, or not even an article. It was like I, I think I was reading a study. We're mm-hmm. talking about um, solitude uh-huh. as far as like in prison. Um, when you know how, like, if somebody does something, they'll put people, what do they call it? Solitary confinement. There it is, solitary con- confinement. Mm-hmm. They'll put people in solitary confinement and basically just you're shut off from everything else. You're just in this spot by yourself. Um, there's no outside stimulus and things of that nature. And Basically, the research was about um, the tendency for people that are in solitary confinement for long periods of time Mm -hmm. to kind of lose their mind. Right. And go crazy. And it was talking about how people that need outside stimulus or people that struggle with their self-image or being with themselves will lose their mind quicker in that sort of situation Mm -hmm. because you're forced to be trapped with yourself. Right. This cold turkey. Right. Whereas someone that is more um, capable of being like maybe someone that meditates or maybe somebody that thinks or prays, things of that nature, mm-hmm. will do better in that type of situation because they have the ability to just sit with oneself. Right. But like you lose days, weeks in solitary confinement because there's nothing to tell you what's going Can't on. Can't tell the sun coming up, going down. Right. 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 And, it, and, and, and honestly, I mean, that was COVID for a lot of people. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was COVID for a lot of people. Life life goes very fast, at least in our society. There's yeah. always something to do. So everything stopping was probably hard for a lot of people. Yep. But yes, learn to embrace that. Uh, 13, carry two handkerchiefs. The one in your back pocket is for you. The one in your breast pocket is for her. People don't really carry handkerchiefs nah, anymore. Yeah, we're going to skip on that one. Right? <laughs> um, 14, you marry the girl, you marry her family. Facts. Woo. True. Yeah. Can't much be said about that? No. Just know that, son. Just know that. And I mean, it's that's not something I haven't told you. I mean, I've been telling you that your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, even in trying to, you know, 
um, look at family dynamics and that kind of stuff because right. I mean, and even more so than that, you don't marry. I mean, the same way you don't marry the girl for now, you don't marry the family for now. You marry the family for forever. Yeah, for forever. So the way the the, the girl ebbs and flows, with the family ebbs and flows, all of that has become a part of you yes. and your life. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Period. Um, fifteen. Be like a duck. Remain calm on the surface and paddle like crazy underneath. You don't need to know that. Yeah, I know. I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's a uh, a fundamental part of my character. Yes, it is. I think we even was that last week. It was either last week or the week before that that we talked about that. That was one of our we addressed that in one of our quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Sometimes you, you, you don't have to show everything, but always put in the work, even if you don't um, show it on the surface. Right, right. Now, 16, experience the serenity of traveling alone. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that even can go into number 12, which is if you need music on the beach, yep. you're missing the point. Yep. Uh, yep. I think, which it's something that, well, I haven't really done a vacation by myself. You but, do all your vacation by yourself. You just be with somebody else. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but like, get out and get time to yourself. That was something that I um, uh, I used to do that Since when I was at school. Oh, well, yeah, when, when you was at school too. When yeah. I was at school, like I would take walks, or like there was this spot off of campus where um, which I go to Hampton, and Hampton's like a peninsula. Uh, it's surrounded by water on three sides. And so there's this spot that you walk out, there's like a benches, and you can sit on the bench and overlook the water. Mm-hmm. And you can see like the bridge in the city and stuff. So I used to go out there, um, mostly at night because it'd be hot during the day. But I'd go out there, and I mean, even the whole, if you need music at the beach, I just go out there, cut nothing off, and I just kind of look out over and like listen to stuff. You'd be amazed at what, what, I mean, you'd be amazed at what the universe is telling you. I mean, right. I, I just leave it at that. I mean, cause like those moments really are golden. It teaches you, I mean, not only just being a, one with yourself, but just the present and being present in the present, being present in the now. And so I think something like taking, um, traveling by yourself is really great for experiencing things and having time to grow in your mentality and understand yourself and your perception and how you understand the world. Mm-hmm. So I think traveling alone is a great idea, if you can. Um, which it don't even got to be a far distance, but maybe right. even just a car ride. Yeah, I was thinking, man, if like you that. can, it's not. I mean, that's just. Right. Yeah, you, I thought you were just running from this next one. Oh, no, I didn't even. I haven't seen the next one. Oh. Never be afraid to ask out the best looking girl in the room. Best looking girl in the room. I agree with that. All right, cool. Um, in a few different ways. For one, the best looking girls are often the ones that get asked the least. Yes. Um uh, for two, the best looking girl is as much as a girl as any other girl in the room. That too. Um and no for threes. All right, cool. For three you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Ah, yeah. Um, I get out. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. All right, cool. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I got one to say. I got something to say about that one. Go ahead. Oh, 18? Mm-hmm. Never turn down a breath mint. Never turn down a breath mint. That's like sage, old truth. Something that's passed down. Well, Somebody offers you a breath mint, it might be because your breath is hot. There it is. So you should take it. Probably because you need it. So just take it and be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's not for that reason, it never hurts. Take it and be happy. 19, a sport coat is worth a thousand words. I agree. Sport I know work, you do, man. Sport coats are hot to death. We were just watching, um, uh, what were we watching? Winter and the Falcon, uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon, Falcon, uh, Falcon Winter and Winter Soldier. Soldier uh-huh. And what's his name, Guillermo? But the dude, he had that dope coat, which it wasn't a sports coat. But it's just this really oh, nice okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. winter okay. coat. I was like, I was like oh, I got to get me one of them. Yeah, yeah. That, that winter coat just, ugh. That's just presence yeah. right there. But, but yes. I'll the, just go back to, I mean, I mean, that was the one thing that you had. Like your, I mean, still have. Your closet is full of sport coats. Mm-hmm. And people always remark on how, how good, how stately is the word they use. You look in, mm-hmm. in the sports coat. And so, yeah, I have to agree with that. It's worth a thousand words. Dressing nice does a lot. I think it does a lot for yourself as well. Yes, when you, It feels like a different kind of stunt. In on, you know, it feels like... um puts you in this state of maturity in this state of getting things done mm-hmm. things of that nature oh I'm dressing the part yep uh 20 yep. try writing your own eulogy never stop revising alright do that that's interesting I want you to do that you want me to write my own I want own you to eulogy? write your own eulogy that's one of the things I want you to do before you leave here this week in addition uh, to going to them clothes downstairs um yeah and 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 and, and it, it's, it's, it's funny I remember maybe it was high school graduation no, it wasn't even high school graduation. Maybe it was, hmm, I don't know who it was. Remember um, Miss Norris, mm-hmm. name drop. Miss Norris gave you a, um, a, a book and a pen, and she wanted you to write your own biography. You know? Uh, but if you write, writing your own eulogy has a sort of redeeming quality. First of all, two days that are certain, birth and death. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, if you begin to write your own eulogy, you start writing your own story. You start writing how you want to be remembered. When you start writing how you want to be remembered, you, realize you start. The gaps. Huh? You realize the gap. Well, yeah, you realize the gaps. And you realize what you start. Need, if, if, if what you write, if, if what you write is not who you are, there you go. Then you know you need to start living differently. You know, <laughs> I'm reading a book. Peaks and Valleys? No. Oh. Not yet. Uh, I don't even know who it's by. It's called Unf Yourself. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But one of the things it talks about is one of the strongest, like, foundational principles of the human mind, the human psyche, is the need of self-actualization. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. I think, I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. We I did. talked to you about we it. We did. We talked about it on the podcast. But the need for your idea idea of your yourself, the mm-hmm. ideal real version versus of yourself, a, real versus ideal. and where you really are is the strongest driving force and influence of your emotions and your morals and how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this need to be, in reality, the way that we see ourselves ideally. Right. Um, so, yes, I think when you do something such as writing your own eulogy, I think for one... It's great for self-reflection and taking time to understand where you were at um, and how you might think that you come across, you're perceived. Yes, or, yes. But then also in that whole 
how would I want to be remembered versus if I'm writing about myself right now, how do I think I would be remembered? Mm -hmm. And then how do I bridge that gap? And I know for me, like one of the things I talk to people about is like, um, if somebody tells you, if somebody says something about you and it did not be malicious about it, because there are some people that have malicious intent, but if somebody's telling you something about it, it's simply holding a mirror up to your face. And if you don't like what they're showing you, you have to decide whether or not you, no, if you don't like what they're showing you, then you might want to change what you're doing. I, I put it like that. If you don't mind what they're showing you, then keep doing what you're doing. Here's what I'll say about that. So I feel like there's two sides to that, or almost like a two-step process to that. For one thing, I think you should listen to everything. Listen to all criticism. Chew up the fish and spit out the bones. Don't hold all criticism dear. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the first thing you should do is, um, instead of immediately putting a guard up and blocking out mm -hmm. any negative criticism, fully receive negative criticism and do a self-evaluation, which works better if you're constantly... Evaluating yourself. If you're constantly working on being aware of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, take a moment to think, does this apply to me? And if the answer is no, then take another moment to think, but does this apply to me? And then after that, if you find that it is, then do I have a problem with that or right. am I fine with that? Right, there you go. Which, there's something that me and one of my friends talk about uh, a lot. It's one of, um, I mean, it, I think it's a fundamental, I think it's fundamental to the process of being self-reflective mm -hmm. uh, and aware of self is the ability to, I mean, just be okay with who you are. Right. Like somebody could say something that they perceive as negative about you, but if you don't have a problem with it, don't have a problem with it. There you go. But also don't reject things because you have a problem with them. There you go. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like if somebody says something about me that bothers me, I don't just be like, Oh, or like if somebody says something negative, perceived as negative, mm -hmm. don't be upset just because they perceive it as negative. Because I, I, I'm going to give you an example. It's like sometimes you'll tell me like, all right, man, you have to take it up that high. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I always say like, okay, how do I feel about him thinking I took it up that high? If I'm okay with the fact that you think I took it up that high, I was like, well, you might not think I need to take it up that high, but I right. feel like I needed to. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It doesn't discount the fact that you felt that way, and he, I mean, you, and you never said it made you feel uncomfortable. It was just you, uh, you, you letting me know what you saw, uh -huh. and so I have to evaluate for myself. Well, man, if I don't want my son to think I take it up too high, sometime maybe I need to do something to not take it up so high. Right. And but but it's my choice because you're at choice of telling me what you see. I'm mm -hmm. always at choice of whether I want to do something about it or not. Right. And I, I tell you, a lot of times we we try to take away people's choices, and no, don't do that. Me, mm -hmm. always be prepared. And honestly, be open-minded and openly accepting of all criticism. Correct. And then decide whether or not it's true and whether or not um, you feel like a change is necessary. Yep, yep. Uh, number 21, thank a veteran, then make it up to him. I think I agree with that. Okay. Um, what I would say, even past that, which veterans are huge day too. And then we just had Memorial Day. Yeah, but you can't thank none of them. They all did. Well, I know. Yeah, but I'm saying like a moment of reflection, reflection. and thank uh -huh. thanks mm -hmm. for um for Sacrifices. occasions such as that and mm -hmm. sacrifice. But 
uh, even with that, I would say thank any sort of veteran. And what I mean by that is your elders, mm-hmm. um, people that have paved the path for veterans you. Veterans of life, veterans of, right, of civil life. rights, veterans of... Veterans, yeah. That's what I mean by that. Yeah, just yeah. all sorts of people that have paved the path for you and made... Um, Giving you the opportunity for your life to be the way that it is. Even if you don't respect the way your life is. Yes. You you, you have the right to refuse it. Yeah. Where, whereby years ago, you didn't have that right. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that's 100% necessary. Eat lunch with the new kid. Yeah, we I all agree do that. With that. Yeah, we all do. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit. We Can, did. Did we talk about this in the podcast? Did we? I don't know if it was in the podcast. It might have been our devotion. I don't know. We talked about but, it. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 shine your light. Be yeah. open. Accept people. Right. Right. And that, that doesn't mean they have to become your best friend. No. But just open them up. Cause a lot of. See people. Right. See, people need to be seen. And I've, and a lot of people, when they come to a new situation, they feel like an outsider within that situation. Mm-hmm. When you do stuff like eat lunch with a new kid or whatever, you're just giving them the opportunity to feel enough to, feel like they're a part of the situation enough to find their way through the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't have to become your best friend, but now that they've had someone that's offered to be with them and talk to them and do things with them, now they can feel the confidence necessary for them to go for it and be like, okay, well I really am accepted in this space. Yeah. And then sometimes other people are waiting to see who's going to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. And then that gives them a right to talk to that person too. So yeah, see people. Yeah. Uh, 23 after writing an angry email, read it carefully, then delete it and text. And text. Angry email and text. Fact. Yes. What I will say is, um, if I'm ever, there's a, a text or email such as, which I don't really do angry texts. Like I do. That. You do? Yes. And you write them and delete them? No, I write them and revise them. Okay. Well, I write them uh-huh. to get my feelings out, to get my thoughts out. And then you make it more appropriate? Yes, I make it more appropriate. If it's something that's not like, uh, what's the word, time, like if it doesn't have to be returned immediately type of thing, mm-hmm. then I will write, I would write it and let it sit and then revisit it in a moment where you're not emotional and take from it what you think is necessary to be shared. I, I, I say, I, I say, I accept that. Yeah. It's father to son. I accept that. Yes. Um, Drake's mama told him something like that. What was? It? Will this matter in five years, bitch? So if, if something makes you feel emotional to the point where you like, you got to get that out. You write it, get that out, and then there's a reason why it made you feel that way. So you can come back later and address the reason of that without the emotion, emotion. and ill intent of an angry message. Right. Uh, okay. 24, ask your mom to play. She won't let you win. I disagree with that 100%, so you can scratch that one along with the other one. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that's true. Yeah, she's going to let you win every time. Find people that won't let you win. Yeah, your mom's going to let you win every time. Every time. Uh, that's a very interesting one. I wonder where that one came from. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't, I don't, I don't maybe for some it. people, that's how it is. No, no, it ain't, it ain't for nobody. Well, you, mm, I, no, we're going to get on that. We're going to get on that one. Yeah. If this father the son, we ain't gonna get on that one because no. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Uh twenty-five. Manners maketh the man. Manners maketh the man. That's uh what was the name of that that movie? 
Um, um agent. Uh, yeah. What was the name of that dog? On I can't remember. The they had two, they of two of them. Yep. Yep. Um, British. What uh, was the name of that movie? I can't remember the name of the movie. But anyway, yeah. Man is making, man is making the, the man. I think. Um, I agree. I agree. It's important to be versatile. Um, it's important to learn because I mean, what I'm getting at is manners are used in different places. Like there's different manners for different situations. You lose um, me. So like I was talking about with the, um, we talked about never shake a man's hand sitting down. Mm-hmm. That's almost like a manners thing. Okay. Uh, but then I was also talking about yeah, like when you, it's people my age, we don't necessarily stand up to dap people up. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is learn all, learn and teach the things that are necessary to walk amongst different levels. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, and so even if it's something that you don't use all the time, always Happen. make sure that you're prepared to be versatile mm-hmm. in a different situation. Mm-hmm. Manners make it the man. Right. I mean. you get, cause be, the lack of manners. Right. Is the opposite of that. It's not using manners in every situation. It's if you don't have manners, mm-hmm. you're not you're not a man. Manners right. make if, a man. if it if you can't be versatile, then it severely limits your opportunity. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and manners are just important for respect. As well. Very much so. And it's under underrated. I agree. Um and you don't always see the impact that your manners have on other people. You don't. I, and that's something I had to learn, man. I was your age. I, I, I had manners because I was from the South. I grew up with manners. But mm-hmm. um, there were some times where I could have been better. There were some times. Uh, 26. Yep. Uh, coming up on the end now. Mm-hmm. But 26. Give credit, take the blame. Man, I just had a situation today that, I mean, like, the person just would not take the blame. Would not take the blame. And I mean, and and and, and I don't think. I think it makes you a stronger person to be able to take the blame, mm-hmm. not a weaker person. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. I think this is hugely an ego thing. It is. Uh, and this is learning to check your ego, because ego can keep you from wanting to give credit to others, as well as keeping you from wanting to take the blame for things. Yep. And. Um, honestly, being perfect benefits no one. No one. Winning, like. And it doesn't make you look better to anyone. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Win-win is the win. I mean, and I know this book said, uh, what was it? Um, never Split the Difference. Yeah. That book, Never Split the Difference, talk about how win-win isn't always the thing. And in situations, I mean, there are some situations where win-win is lose. But. Um, and that's not what life's all about. Life should be all about us getting all us all getting better, us all getting out mm-hmm. alive, you know. Um, and so sometimes just 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 simply saying, you know what, that was on me. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. You 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 know you 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 really did what you could with what I gave. It don't hurt, you know what I'm saying. But again, when we tie our ego to it, and it's it it gets all messed. It's very easy to tie your ego to everything. Yeah. Uh, I think that's true. Uh, 27. Stand up to bullies. Protect those bullies. 
I think that's also true. I do too. I remember I stood up to a bully and, and they robbed me too. <laughs> I, it's funny, man. I was growing up, I was I was in the hood, man, and I was with these dudes and this guy walked up, man, and he grabbed this little kid. Give me your money. And here I was, I'm gonna walk, bro, he ain't gonna give you his money. He ain't gonna give you, leave him alone, leave him alone. I was a little kid too. He said, you give me your money. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> I went and got my daddy. My daddy came back around and straightened it. Mm. Yeah, he did. But yes, stand up. Assert yourself. Assert yourself. Yeah. And, and help others with that as well. Uh, and then I'm also a strong believer in <laughs> teach a man how to fish. But not only protect those that are bullied, but also teach them how to protect themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if it's like a small thing like alright so we just went through this situation I helped you here now this is how you can help yourself in this type of situation and befriend a bully man I'm just gonna say that I'm, I'm cause, cause most of the time bullies are misunderstood and bullies, most bullies are being bullied uh-huh. you know what I'm saying and they just find somebody that they need to somebody to teach them a proper outlet yeah correct correct it's, um, again Zig Ziglar had this story about who's been kicking your cat and it talked about how the owner of a company um, got caught in the wrong. And because the owner of the company got caught in the wrong, in order to shift the blame, he shipped it on the executive assistant who shifted it on the secretary who went home and shifted it on her son. And uh-huh. the son went aside and kicked the cat. And they said, wouldn't it have been better if the, if the um, executive would have just went straight to that secretary's house and kicked the cat herself? Himself? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> everybody got bullied down to the level where the person couldn't fight back. So. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got what? Four more. Mm-hmm. Five more. One, two, three, four, five. Five more. Okay. All right. Twenty nine. Twenty. Was it twenty nine? Twenty eight. Write down your dream. Yes. Yep. You, in the Alliance seminar. Yep. Talked about write down your goal. Yep. If you don't have a goal, you don't know what to aim for. You don't know what to aim for. Not at all. Not at all. And the other thing is, when you write it down, your subconscious mind goes to work for you, for mm-hmm. you. If you don't write it down, your subconscious mind has nothing to work on it. So I always tell people, write, write it, it down, down. And put it in a place where you can put see it. Put it in a place where you can see it. Put it over your door. Put it over your mirror. Put it somewhere. And let your subconscious mind constantly soak it in. And so while you're not even paying attention, your subconscious mind is picking up on cues and different things that will help you to actually realize your dreams. So, all right, 29. Take time to snuggle your pets. They love you so much and are always happy to see. Never. Stop it. He doesn't believe in pets. Skip. Next. Um, I will say take time to appreciate your people, your yeah, folks. There you go. Um, and if your pets are your folks, then do that as well. Yeah, whatever. But appreciate your people. Uh, 30. Be confident and humble at the same time. Same time. Same time. Confidence is humility. That's right. Confidence is humility. Arrogance is not. Yeah. There you go. You Back. said something. What was, you said something the other day about confidence and arrogance. Oh, um, arrogance is walking in a room thinking you're better than everyone else in the room. Confidence is walking in a room knowing you don't have to be. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's humility. That's humility. And so, yeah, I'm with that 100. percent Um. All right. Right along. 31. If ever in doubt, remember whose son you are and refuse to just be ordinary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'd beat you down, bro. Well, I'd I mean, beat you, you could have made that more heartfelt than that one. Did I? No, you didn't. <laughs> but you could have. Son. 
No, nah, whatever. Listen to me. You got my name. Uh-huh, whatever. Carrie Anyways, <laughs> I think, yes, that's an important, as from a father-to-son perspective, I think that is important as far as developing relationships. If ever in doubt, remember whose son you are. Remember yeah. who we are. Remember who you are. And it's interesting because Mufasa I, said that. Yeah, Mufasa said that. Mufasa. So here's the thing. Like I, I, I've said before, one of the hardest things that I decided to do was to be your father. Mm-hmm. Not your daddy, but to be your father. Because there have been many times during your 20 years of life where it was frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it felt like you're kicking against the prick or it felt like, you know, you're going against the grain or you feel like nobody appreciates what you're doing, you know, none of stuff. And I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, be, being appreciated, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're doing something and everybody's looking at it like you got 15 heads and saying, no, you're not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And then you don't always see the immediate yield of what yeah, you're doing. Oh my God, man. I mean, got to give a plug to Alvin Perry, man. Alvin Perry used to tell me often, man, I used to vent to Alvin Perry. And Alvin said, you cannot sow and harvest in the same season. He would tell me that all the time. And so, um, yeah, man. I mean, hey, hey, remember you my son, bro. And I put all of me, all of me into you to do what you can. Not what I want you to do, but to do what you can. So, yeah. Smile. Was that, was that heartfelt enough for you? Sure. Whatever. Uh, and last but not least, number 32. In all things, give glory to God. In all things, give glory to God. It was fun. We kind of talked about this earlier. We did. Man. We did. Good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. He has a perfect plan for you in your life. And guess what? Sometimes he allows doors to stay stuck that we think we should have. This was one of the quotes, right? It was something about um, he, 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 he jams the doors. We, we, no, we shouldn't spend so much time trying to get in the doors that there's nothing on the other side or something like right. that. Yeah. Yeah, tr- trust God, man, and then everything, give him the glory, because sometimes he's keeping us from ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Yes. So, um, that was, what, 32? 32, 32 rules to teach your son. Yes. Um, I think overall there were some good, some good tidbits in there. Yeah, I think it was, too. I think it was, too. And um, a couple flat ones, but yeah. yeah a couple I, I think, flat ones. I think overall, I think it was pretty Good. I think it was better than the first one we did. Yeah. I yeah. was talking about know how to carve a turkey. Yeah, and carve a turkey like and, and, and hunt with a knife and yeah. Yeah. Paint a room. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh That's fitting, man. I mean, that's how we came in, this is how we're going out. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that was a good one. Any other thoughts from you, sir? Um just keep this this list and revise it mm-hmm. for when you have a son. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my one. That's what? I mean, that could have been for the folks, but towards me, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for you folk out there, I'm talking to my son. My son's sitting in front of me for the last time mm-hmm. during the podcast for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the people out there, yeah. I mean, take the list, dissect it, make it your own, but share it. And not just with your biological children. Mm-hmm. Share it with the, with the kids in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, those, those that you may mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's all for me. I think that was a good summary, sir. All right, cool. Uh, all right, then. Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Would you like to say holla? Holla. Holla. Holla.